Welcome, foolish readers, to a spooky edition of Shit We've Read, brought to you by the Creeps at Bilo Network. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Shit We've Read, a sci-fi and fantasy book podcast hosted by some geeky friends. I'm your host, Bella Romero, she, they, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Rico, he, him. Welcome. Hello. How's it going, Bella? Hey. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a busy month. And then we have our guest hosts today, Zila France, they, them, they are the willow to my Buffy. They are also a graphic designer, illustrator, sewist, shapeshifter, and cat lover. Honestly, there is nothing that they can't do. Z, welcome to the podcast again. Brr, arg. <laughs> yes. Oh, for our Buffy fans, that was that was great. Rico has I don't no get idea it. what you just did. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. No, I, that one I do know, actually. That's the one thing I do know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping to get five references on this episode. If I get five, I'll give myself a pass. Mm, I don't know. All right. And finally, our last guest host, Megan Wilson. She, her. She is a vegan foodie, animal welfare advocate, and lover of spooky things. She's a longtime listener, but first time host. Really welcome to the podcast. Very excited to have you here as another Buffy fan. Thank you. Rico's outnumbered today. (laughs) Enrico, I don't know if you'll get this one, but uh, I mock you with my monkey pants. <laughs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that one. But that's a one plus and one strike. All right, cool. For those who keep the French accent. Home. I wasn't going to do the French accent, but. Yeah, I think this will be the first time that I am out nerded because <laughs> these two, these two guest hosts are super Buffy fans. And I, I'm, I can't wait to see where they take us tonight. Um, Oh, well, yeah. don't put I, me I on the same level as Z. Z is like <laughs> up, up here. I'm kind of like here-ish, but I'm never going to get up here, you know? <laughs> I might have a serious problem. While I was reading this, um, <laughs> the like throwbacks that they were doing, I knew like the episode names that they were referencing. Yeah. Like, it's bad over here. This and- is actually your intervention. Um, we didn't want to tell <laughs> yeah. you. We were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're actually going to lobotomize the part of your brain that has too much Buffy trivia, and we're going to just take it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> it's because we love you because we want you to watch it for the first time again. Yeah, that's oh what my it's god. About. Yeah, okay, we'll get you a fancy drive and put it on your shelf. <laughs> yeah, you can use it for a spell. It'll be All great. Right. Then you'll really be well. It'll be amazing. Should we tell the people what book we're reading so they know why we're talking about Buffy to begin with? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, sure. Um, So if you couldn't tell, we are reading a Buffy book. Uh, It is called In Every Generation by Kendara Blake. This is a YA urban fantasy book. Um, If you're familiar with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, the comics, the spinoff books, then you'll be familiar with this plot. But we will still tell you the synopsis. Um, Rico, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? You know, I feel like you should make one of the, the guests read it, to be honest. Ooh, which guest host would like to read our synopsis? Megan's well, a new kid. Make Megan read it. Oh, yeah. Megan, this is your baptism by drone. Please read, please read oh, it. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, a new slayer for a new generation. 
Frankie Rosenberg is passionate about the environment, a sophomore at New Sunnydale High School, and the daughter of the most powerful witch in Sunnydale history. Her mom, Willow, is slowly teaching her magic on the condition that she use it to better the world. But Frankie's happily quiet life is upended when the new girl, Haley, shows up with news that the annual Slayer convention has been the target of an attack, and all Slayers, including Buffy, Faith, and Haley's older sister, Vi, might be dead. That means it's time for this generation Slayer to be born. But being the first ever Slayer witch means learning how to wield a stake while trying to control her budding powers. With the help of Haley, a werewolf named Jake, and a hot but nerdy sage demon, Frankie must become the new Slayer, prevent the Hellmouth from opening again, and find out what happened to her Aunt Buffy before she's next. Get ready for a whole new story within the world of Buffy. The stakes have never been higher. Hey! <laughs> That's the. It is. That is the tagline of the book. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's also appropriate to kick off this discussion because what would it, what would a Buffy book be without really bad puns and bet and banter? Truly true. So we've kind of teased this already, but uh, some of us have various histories with Buffy. Um, Rico, do you want to start? Oh Tell sure, us a pick on me. Sure, yeah, why not? Okay, so my my uh, history with Buffy is minimal. Um, honestly, my my closest connection to Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the movie. I've seen that the most. I have watched some episodes of the show, mostly because previous partners have been a fan of it and they've played it, and I've caught a couple episodes here and there. Um, I have watched the musical episode. I watched a live production of the music episode here in Sacramento before. Um, so I, I know most of the characters. I can tell you a little bit about like oh, who this person is, what kind of monster they are. Um, but as a whole, I couldn't tell you many of the story points um, or much of the plot of the seasons. Uh, so as I was reading this book, there were references to things or it's like, I don't know if that's a reference to the show or something brand new. It's, it's all kind of new to me. Um, so that's my history with Buffy. And that's why you're not hosting this episode. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> no, I wanted to, I wanted to, because I'm a big Buffy fan. I'm not as big as these two co-hosts who have references that sometimes even I have to like kind of scrape the back of my brain to remember where they came from. Um, but no, I've watched Buffy the whole show at least three or four times. I'm on currently trying to finish the rewatch. Uh, spoiler warning for the show after Buffy's mom passes away. I just it's really hard to watch it because she's really sad. And like, so yeah, I watch the show a lot. Big fan. Um, Z keeps me on my toes with the random references. Uh, knowing the episode titles and such. So I'm definitely not at that level, but I do love the show. Buffy is my spirit essence uh, as another fellow strong femme. Um, it's just really nice to see someone just kick a lot of ass and really... Kicking ass and taking names? Defy No, defying people's expectations. Like, oh, just because I'm a little petite blonde person, I can't kill vampires too? Okay. Um, and do it better than you and do it in high heels, literally backwards, flipping in the air. Like, come on. Um, and Buffy's fashion is iconic. So all of that makes me a huge fan of the show and Willow and just everybody. Um, 
I'm definitely team angel, I guess, for Buffy. I have complicated feelings about that. Even I know that's wrong. And even I know I just triggered Z immediately. Um, It's the one thing that we just don't discuss in our friendship because I think that they'd break up. I think you've been too afraid to mention this to me. No, I have. We have talked about this before. I guess I forgot it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say on my last rewatch, I was, I did text them. I distinctly remember this being like, okay, I get Spike a little bit more this time. Like I get it. And I I think that's what they remember (laughs) is me saying, okay, I get it. Not that I was team Spike, but that I I get it. Um, But I support team Spike. Okay. I got you that cameo, James Marsters. Yes, you did. Yeah, the best so gift I think, that anyone has ever gotten me. Yeah, that was I told my book club, my other book club about it, and they were like, "What's cameo? James Marsters, Buffy? What?" They just were like, "I blew their minds." I was like, "Yeah, was like, <laughs> the best gift ever." They were like, "Oh yeah, you're the best friend ever," and I was like, "Cool, yeah." They don't even know Z. Um, they don't know. They know me, but I still need amazing. to see that. I heard about I it. Sent it and I sent it to you. Yet, Megan, uh, I'm pretty sure you. T- uh, then resend it because I remember hearing about it. I don't remember seeing it. Um, I remember, but okay, I will resend it to you because it is Please, truly because one of the best things I've ever seen. You did. You'll have to job. watch the video and then the, me reacting to watching the video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do because oh, I'll never forget. That was the best, best night ever. Uh, but I think that's the perfect time to kind of pivot to Z. Tell us about your Buffy history. We've, I think okay. we already can tell that you love the show, but tell us why. Tell us more. I came to, I didn't watch the show when it originally aired, um, but I did come to it um, at a time where I had like just moved out on my own. I was in my first apartment by myself. I had the freedom to watch whatever I wanted and uh, for like the first time, really. And I just was maybe scrolling through Netflix and saw it. I had never even heard of it before. Um, and it was crazy. I was I watched it for the first time and fell absolutely in love. And then I watched it again and then I watched it again. And now I don't know how many years later I've watched it all the way through at least 10 times. It is it it I watched it and instantly made it my personality. <laughs> what? I already loved vampires uh, before this. Really? And yes, really. I also made that my personality. Um, I don't know. It it just came to me at the perfect time when I was like exploring my queerness and my power and magic, and that it's so important to me. And I don't know, I've watched the movie, I've wa- I've read all the comics, I I have started reading like the, the stupid little paperback books like from the 90s. I have so much memorabilia, like I, I do certainly have a problem, but I'm okay with it. Please describe your outfit for the listeners at home. <laughs> I think I that'll wearing... really settle it. Oh yeah. I um I won a costume contest in this jacket at a Buffy Once More with Feeling live play situation. Mm-hmm. The same one that Rico went to, but at a 
just separate times. We didn't yeah. go together. Yeah. You would never um, be seen. I would like never be seen. seen with Rico. <laughs> At least not if I'm not in costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a hand-painted Buffy jacket. It's got the moon and the Buffy logo on the back. And then I have my pin, my favorite pin that says all vampires are gay. I have another one that says Buffy and Spikes because facts, that is yeah. the only correct way to be. <clears throat> and I have a little <clears throat> Mr. Pointy and a vampire <clears throat> pin as well. The book. I agree with almost all of those pins, but we shall move on. <laughs> I almost wore my vampire fangs for this, but I figured that would be a little disturbing in the audio. <laughs> well, you're making yeah, also it. on point. Thank yeah, you, you guys. Yeah. We're my definitely going to use a video blood clip. drop. Yes. Only Amazing. you would make glam. What did you call it? Glam gore? A thing? Mm-hmm. I love yes. it. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of that. It's going to blow up after this. Just you wait. <laughs> it's like glamour, but glam gore. Yeah. Or like. Maybe it's mm-hmm. my drag name or something. Cottage gore. Oh, I love that for a drag name. Glam gore. I would like to add at the <laughs> end of my history with Buffy that my yes. favorite character is obviously Spike. Um, but I do have to make some honorable mentions to Giles and uh, oh, Faith yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Giles is that academia, nerdy, glasses, older gentleman. Yeah, perfection. I Don't you have a sexy Giles sticker or something? On I something have a lot of somewhere? things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. think I've, I've seen Z do sexy Giles cosplay. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan. You're a big fan. It's great. All right, Megan, it's your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. All right, Megan. I, I'm probably around Bella to where I've seen the show all the way through, maybe about like three-ish times. Um, but my sister owned the first three seasons on DVD, so I've seen those many, many times. Um. The comfort episodes are Becoming 1 and 2 and Once More with Feeling. And because Becoming is one of my favorite episodes, I'm definitely Buffy Angel. I'm sorry, Z. But but I'm a huge fan of Spike because when I was a kid and we used to play Buffy, my sister was Willow, her best friend was Buffy, and I was Drew. And so Spike was my boy. So... I do love Spike, right. just, you know, not with I him. love I, Drew. I could go with Spangle, Spike, Angel, and Buffy all together. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You're picturing it, and it's nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Angel or, or Angelus? Mm, that's a great question, because mm. unfortunately, I do find him more attractive when he is evil. Oh my gosh, shocker. <laughs> plot, guys, plot twist, breaking news. Z prefers the villain archetype. Oopsies. Oopsies. It's so problematic of me, but uh, I embrace it. I I also usually like the villain, which is kind of why it's weird that I don't like, well, I like Spike now in my older age. I, I feel like that's something as I got older, I preferred the like, less golden retriever boy next door kind of stuff and more like the dark i don't just like evil people it's more like gray area characters yeah Mm -hmm. and 
And I agree. almost all my favorites, Spike, Giles, Faith, they all have a darkness in them. Oh, um, but ultimately yes. they are good. <laughs> I didn't I love Ripper. Ripper. I love Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Enrico's face over here, like what? He's like, what? <laughs> all, all I'll say is is Joyce and Ripper on top of a cop car. That's all I'll say. Oh my god. Handcuffs were involved. <laughs> Twice. Oh. I I d- yeah. That I can't. Is that the first time that we're gonna get into an after dark episode if we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. We have to go to the book now, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time. All right. So about the book. Non-spoiler. What was your first impression? Megan, do you want to go first? Non-spoiler. Um I at the very beginning when I started reading it, it very much read to me like a well-written fanfic, which I guess kind of it is. But um, but it was hard for me to get over. I listened to the audiobook versus reading the physical book. And I know and love the characters, the actors' voices so much that that was hard for me to get over at first. But yeah, no, overall, I did enjoy the book. Why didn't they hire James Marsters to read the book? is my first question because he does cameo stuff all the time. He's available. He, he does cons. He loves the he loves he narrates. universe. Mm-hmm. He narrates he does, audiobooks. He does, he does narrate audiobooks. <laughs> he does. He narrates um, one of uh, Rico's favorite series. Yeah, his actor's yeah. favorite favorite series, which is really good, by the way. Um, yeah. But And he did an amazing job narrating that. Hmm. Except for he mispronounced a few words, but I forgive him because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really? I think he's too cool. They were scared to make him redo this. <laughs> I think he reinvented how to say those words. To be yes, yeah, you are correct. You are correct. Actually, yeah. Please yeah. don't let him ever listen to this because I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> what are you saying? I hope he listens to this. Are you kidding me? I okay, love Spike James because of how he played Spike. Yes. Like that's what yes. made me change my opinion. I was like, oh yeah, it's this I'm sure he made really a lot of people change. Up. His character was yeah. never meant to continue past his first episode. He Buffy was supposed Ugh. to kill him. But and those are always so the best good. characters, ones that are yes. supposed to come on for an episode and stick around. Castiel, um, Felicity Smoke from Arrow, like so many of them. People love these characters. Let's give them what they want. Mm-hmm. They're so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I do love his love of Buffy. Like, that's why I can't say, like, I'm not team Buffy and Spike together, but I am team Spike never, ever getting over Buffy. I think that's the way it should always be. You love a tortured soul. Yeah, and we saw that in this book as well. Which I, uh, was my I had a lot of parts. momentum and excitement when I first started the book. The nostalgia and the callbacks were, like, off the charts. Plus Spike being a major player right away. Mm-hmm was a huge surprise for me and a huge win for me, obviously. I just wanted to say I agree with what Z and Megan both said of like the nostalgia of the book, like jumping into it. Um, I also started with the audiobook and agreed that it was really hard to like it. I liked I liked who narrated it. I've listened to a couple other audiobooks that she's done, but just Yeah, for, great for narrator. A- yeah, but for the sake of this book, I was like, it needs to be James Barsters. Like, yeah, he. I think perhaps he didn't job. want to be involved 
in something that perhaps Joss Whedon was involved. I tried to Ooh. look up if this author was like affiliated with Joss Whedon, a trash person, we must say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Here, here. <laughs> it has to be said. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, but I couldn't too. find any information on that uh, yeah. at all. Yeah. I did research too when I first suggested the book um, because of the same reasons and same research. I couldn't find anything as far as I know. He's no longer really involved with Buffyverse. It is now it was a Fox property, which is now Disney. Mm-hmm. So these are in the kind of independent from him, which is the only reason why I felt it was okay to move forward with this book. Yeah, good. Um, I'm going to share my first impressions really quick because I don't yeah. have the nostalgia going into this. I'm very curious how an outsider uh, Yeah, yeah. As someone mentioned, urban fantasy is one of my favorite genres. So um, that already was going to score brownie points for me. Um, you give me vampires and werewolves like in a city environment and like I'm in. It gave me enough callbacks to things I knew of or characters I knew. Like I knew Willow was a witch. I I know Oz is a werewolf. I know who Spike is. Um, but also gave me enough new stuff to make me intrigued and want to continue on possibly with this universe. Um, I thought as an outsider, or mostly an outsider, is a good entry point to this universe. You didn't need to know a whole lot about the show. At no point did I really feel lost. Um, this is this is very much Star Trek: The Next Generation to Star Trek. It's um, it calls back to things, but it's its own entity. Um, so if you're not a Buffy fan and you want to get into this world, this could be a starting point for you. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, it lost me a third of the way in for a little bit, and I'll explain why. But then it got me back at the at the end. Um, yeah, but I liked it. I have a feeling I know why and would agree with you. Oh, okay. I'm curious. <laughs> we'll find out I, later. We'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Bella, did you share your first thoughts or should we just get to spoilers? I did. I did. I like kind of piggybacked off. Okay. That. Now, I guess before we get into like official spoilers, for anybody wondering where the continuity is, this ignores the continuation comic book, mm-hmm. which I think the comic book, see, you can correct me, was uh, seasons 8 through 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, so this is kind of like what movies do where they ignore some of the later ones in a series and just kind of continue off of the the main ones like Superman Returns did that with ignoring Superman's three and four. I think the Halloween movies do that all the time where they ignore all the sequels and go back to the original. Um, So uh, if you've never read the continuation comics, that's fine. You can just jump in here and. Go with the it. The Buffy comics are now, they stopped that main continuation and now they've like restarted again like multiple times. I can't mm-hmm. fucking keep up. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's go into spoiler discussion then. Let's, let's dive in because there's a lot to talk about. Um, I have a lot of questions about the fandom. <laughs> so, spoiler ahead. What did you like about this book? Someone, one a guest host, please start. Me! I loved a lot of their little references that they made. That I, I think the one that stood out to me the most was they're like, oh, he's so old. Why aren't his feet cloven? And I was like, yes! Z, please tell me the character. I can't remember the name of the character, but the old vampire who came in 
who he was so old, his hands and feet were cloven. What are you talking about? The master? No, no, the other like pig looking dude. Oh, oh my god, I might have to Google this. There's so many characters, but there was one character specifically who he showed up and he was supposed to be a badass. And they talked about how he was so old, his hands and feet were cloven. And then when they talked about uh, the character, um, Kakistos. Hunter, Hunter. Akis, yes! Akistos. Uh, in the show. So when the Hunter, they're like, oh, he's so old. Why aren't his hands and feet cloven? Are cloven? I was like, oh my God, yes, I love this. Just like little details like that throughout the book. I'm like, okay, whoever wrote this is a fan. And they are, they want to make sure that you know that they know their shit. They're not just, they didn't just read a synopsis and then go off of that. Like they referenced, you know, relationships, the way that they described Willow's wardrobe, you know, I, I severely appreciated those little like fan service. Me too. My favorite throwback was uh, the throwback to like Giles not being able to see in the episode something blue. Uh, and being annoyed that Xander was like waving his hands in front of his face. And I think he said, you smell like fruit roll-ups. <laughs> <laughs> like when the spell went wrong and, and she mm-hmm, couldn't see. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I love it. This yummy sushi print that made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, the I wish I wrote more of them world's down. best librarian mug mm-hmm. came back. Um, uh, one of my favorite things mm-hmm. is just the fact that basically they took Spike and Giles and combined them into yeah. one character. Having Spike as a Witcher Watcher was well, a dream come watcher. true. Yeah. Like combining magic and the Watchers mm-hmm. and putting Spike in Tweed, I'm in. I <laughs> was questioning whether you wrote the book. Because I was like, this is everything Z stands for. A tweed wearing vampire, beautiful blonde hair and an English accent and a bad boy streak and his nails painted like. One of my favorite episodes is Tabula Rasa, where everyone forgets who they are. And Spike happens to be in that tweed suit that says like Randy in the sleeve. And that's what he Mm -hmm. thinks his name is. It's so good. And he thinks that he's Giles' son. Like, I think they definitely pulled from that to create uh, this arc for him. So I had a question because I don't don't know anything about this. Is there any reference to Spike being a watcher in the show? Or is this something brand new for the book? This is brand new. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always been there to to fight with them and to help them. But uh, being a watcher is new. Yeah, okay. like he's always had an, a role to play in similar to in the book because he's lived so long and mm-hmm. was a vamp a soulless vampire, um, which is part of the show that he vampires don't have souls, but mm-hmm. Angel famously gets his soul, uh, but Spike also gets a soul later on, and so ever since that moment, like he's he tries to get rid he of it fought for, a long for time. it, he wanted it. It didn't well, just stumble no, he, upon no, no, him. No, like got it. Oh, oh, trench coated. You're right, you're right. You're right. Because 
he had the implant, which didn't allow him to hurt humans, but then he actually yeah. went out and got a soul. You're right, you're right, you're right. He the did. Chip. So he sought, he sought the, the, the chip from the uh, initiative. Just talk, initiative. <laughs> just talking about this yesterday. I'm going to uh, just finish your sentence. Not, not yeah, one of my great. my brain tonight. I, not we, one we of my were talking. Seasons. We were like, we hated that season at the initiative. Yeah, that sorry, Riley. Oh, not about it. Blech. That was so boring. Um, Nobody likes Riley. No. <laughs> like, I liked the idea of him being, like, a good match for Buffy, in theory, mm. but the, the execution he, was bad. He was actually perfectly fine up until they actually started dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it was, like, they were leading it into being a good match, and then, like, the actual execution yeah, not good. Sometimes that's um, how it be. Yeah, but uh, so Spike has a soul, um, but he previously did not. So he was a bad vampire. He did very bad things, like kill two slayers, which they mentioned. It's kind of good. Yeah, and yeah, so he's very gray area bad boy. Uh, teen Turned fodder. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know all that. I just my my understanding oh, okay. of Spike was that he was just the bad boy yeah. outsider. And so when I read that he was a watcher, it kind of surprised mm-hmm. me because I didn't think he was like a team player, really. I knew he was, I knew he was kind of around, obviously, but I yeah. did that kind of like, oh, is that is that a thing that would make sense? Or is that kind I, of like so coming out of left field? But yeah, I guess so that's what sense. I was getting to is that he, I, I think he played a really good role throughout the series. Again, his growth and redemption arc is that he started to be a like he would look out for Buffy and Dawn and Willow mm-hmm. and and like really care about them but then he also would kind of have that institutional knowledge being a vampire like oh I know that demon you can't kill her that way you got to kill her this way or you know these mm-hmm. sort of like outside of the books knowledge uh, the the like grimoire and stuff like that uh knowledge mm-hmm. and he kind of was like the other half of Giles, like Giles would be like, well, the book says this. And he would be like, oh, that's just a rumor. So Giles is book true. smarts. He's street smarts. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So it to me, I was like, that is the perfect evolution of his character to become yes. a watcher. Mm-hmm. Like it just it was like, oh, and picture I him I in the library this. with yes. the books <laughs> in that oh. tight black T-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. So fatty. <laughs> Again, right. the book. calm down. <laughs> and I like the part where the kids were all like, "Ugh!" Like they all said, like the black nails, like his out didn't befit a librarian. And I was like, "Get out of here, children! You don't know what you have going for you." In my mind, it was like you. the glamour was like a mix of both. Where like I wish they had left the black nail polish with the tweed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do it just a mm-hmm. combo of, of both. Again, and I could just perfectly one. picture what he looked like aged up because it's just how James Marsters looks now. Hot. I think that was one of <laughs> Megan not beating around the bush. Hot. Hot. I need, I need a sound on my soundboard. Of that. Hot. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> um, I think that's that, that they did spike really well. I, mm-hmm. I just really, I think that was the best, uh, part of the book and the, the author's greatest accomplishment <laughs> i i agree i true to character. agree yeah yes. and not bringing very Xander true to all in. the characters really yeah but well. where was <laughs> well, well but where well 
Let where me know we're Anya? getting the complaints because I'm ready. Yeah, where is Anya? Spoiler Did- alert, she's dead. Oh, that's yeah. right, she died. Damn. <laughs> I forgot she died. I really loved Anya. We all did. I was hoping we'd bring her back. In the comics, they do um, bring her back. That's what I thought. She's like a weird ghost character, if I remember correctly. And it's so awkward. And Xander, like, she, like, gives permission to Xander to be with Dawn. It's not good. Oh, ew. Ew. Okay, never mind. She remained dead then. Well, there was that. Um, what else did we like before we get into? I'm so ready to complain. <laughs> uh, I'm so ready to ask questions. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah. Cool. Oh, no, go ahead. I, go ahead, Bob. I liked the like Haley and Vi, like that sort of tie-in. I was really excited to have a goth mm-hmm. character. Um, yeah. It kind of goes into one of my complaints. <laughs> or I'm going to sound like really pretentious and possibly like an asshole. But, um, you? Never. Goth is you a music-based subculture. Um, and there was a lot of emphasis on the way that she looked and the way she was dressing. And that is part mm-hmm. of it for sure. Um, but I would have just loved even one reference to like her listening to music that is goth. <laughs> at all like i think she mentioned bts and i was like yeah (laughs) Yeah. and listen to bts but i come on give me some sisters of mercy or something yeah i know i i did kind of note that was like she doesn't play goth like that the person that they're trying to describe is not at all who i'm picturing because none of this feels authentic this feels like a cosplay of a goth person it's almost like you know a goth person (laughs) It's almost like yeah i was like hmm, this is not accurate i mean again yes you can like bts but it felt like an aesthetic choice mm-hmm. and an attitude kind of but it didn't yeah. play out that way so i agree with that i wanted it wasn't to like, like deep enough yeah she was very one-dimensional as a character <laughs> in general uh which i think gets us into what we didn't like i fear we're going into that territory which we don't have to love every book that we review i'm sure as we talk through what we didn't yeah. like i'll remember and some it, things it does happen it does happen well, i did <laughs> like the book and and it's yeah. i think i think you concentrate more on the things that stood out to you mm-hmm. that you know like i did overall like the book a lot i mm-hmm. thought it was fun and the cliffhanger i immediately texted rico and i was like what the fuck you know Sorry. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. but there's things that stood out to me, and I think it's because I'm such a huge fan of, you know, Buffyverse and everything. But one character I feel like that was very not true to character was Oz because he talked way too damn much. Yes. And- <laughs> I made that same note. I made the same note. He's. I mean, people are allowed like- to grow and change, but no. Come on. He's supposed to be like awkward one-liners, you know, and he had too much, I don't know, depth. I feel like he was supposed to be more like mysterious, <laughs> standoff. And that, that's the Oz that I, he's one of the characters that I've always loved because he's such a yeah. little dork and so like awkward and silly. And uh, But but in the 
not overtly like not the Xander way, you know, he was his very mm-hmm. own little like quirky little Oz, very one liners, very, and he very much wasn't that he was, he talked a lot, especially in the beginning of the book. And I was just like, it kind of took me out of it for a minute. Um, but I also feel like the author was a huge Willow Oz fan, which yes. that's great Can and all. we and, talk and, about it? Mm, I have thoughts. <laughs> I think, oh, <laughs> I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, they did My- go through and they had, they had the whole quote of Willow like, gay now, which is, you know, I love the way, I can still picture the way she says it in the show and they still said it, but I just the, the dynamic, I feel like they were trying to push it a lot. And can we also I, talk about how in my, our headcanon, Z and I have talked about this, that had this show come out in like maybe the 2010s, 2020s, that Willow would not have been forced into one camp that she probably could have been by. In my headcanon, yes. Willow Rosenberg is a is bisexual, bisexual. Which that is allowed. You can't just, oh, sorry, I am in love with a woman and I will only love women for the rest of my life, which is possible. Absolutely. But she, but she, loved she can Oz. have more options. She can have those options. Yeah. She can. And personally, I feel like, you know, don't force my own sexuality onto a character, but you can be bi, honey. It's okay. <laughs> you think this is an author's attempt to to steer Willow into being bi? Where where I, it was established that I mean I mean again I've not okay. watched the show but from what I've gathered Willow okay. is a lesbian she came out as a lesbian so is this the author's attempt to okay. say that rolling up my <laughs> go Z go go Z no, I'm gonna start back. if, go if that were the case my my main gripe is what what this author did with Willow um, what they did with her magic and what they did with her yes. queerness. Mm. Um, to to how old is Frankie at this point? Like a teen? Fifteen. It's been fifteen years, uh, and we're supposed to believe that she hasn't been in a relationship with anyone that entire time, and yeah. she hasn't used well, magic or that at least entire meaning. time. Yeah, it it says that she's brought people home, but like has mm-hmm. never had a serious relationship. So she's dated. But is not dated somebody longer. Yeah, I was because just everybody is. I was just to- overall so confused by how straight this was. Like you cannot mm-hmm. take queerness out of the Buffyverse. Uh, the two are one and the same. The show was groundbreaking when it came to queer representation. It was the first mm-hmm. on-screen lesbian kiss. They fought so hard to air that, um, and for Willow to like not have any romantic entanglements this entire time is unacceptable to me honestly and to mm-hmm. have her not use any magic during that time the season seven finale like finally she had a breakthrough she had just gone through so much fighting uh the darkness inside herself and being afraid of her magic and during what i call the oops all slayers spell <laughs> um, her hair went white and she said oh my goddess in like a moment of euphoria and that mm-hmm. was like her coming into her like white light magic and to then have her be like oops nope i'm a mom now and i'm scared of my magic again it was just such a disservice to her power um yeah, and in my head canon, she is bisexual for sure. So, like, 
she can date men. That's fine. That's a cool thing to do. But um, just her and Oz again just doesn't sit right with me. I think they established that Willow is Oz's one kryptonite when it comes to his wolfiness. And I get that like he's older now and he's gone through more Zen stuff and he has taken control over those powers. But I don't know. I do think the author was a huge Willow Oz person Mm -hmm. and they basically made them a couple and parents without making them a couple. And like co-parents. Yeah, yeah, they were co-parents to those kids. Which is, sure. you you can be more than just, like, for both of them, for both Oz and Willow, right? They, oh, well, we're a parental figure now, so that's all my life is. Sorry, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't get it. I, I would like to read a passage from the book that I highlighted that I think really <laughs> sums up the biphobia and, like, yes. the, like, queer draining and Come the Oz Willow shipping. This this was when it really like, and this is towards the end. This is like they've figured out who the big bad is. You know, they're all working really well as a Scooby gang. Um, so this is where some of them are going to the dance, and some of them are going to go to the rave slash potential trap for Virgin. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um. And Oz is like staring at Willow and he's like, I know we're just hanging out here by our phones, he said when she got to the bottom, but I brought you a lily corsage. Willow took it and put it on her wrist. This is like deja vu and we look so nice. So for those who are not Buffy fans, homecoming slash prom references here, um, we do. If we were teenagers, it would be very romantic. And to Frankie's horror, her mom smiled a little and whispered, it still kind of is. Or it's not, said Frankie. Her mom flirted with guys sometimes, and she told Frank Frankie how she had an occasional crush on Mr. Giles, mostly when he sang, which Frankie found absolutely mystifying. They'd had discussions about how sexuality is fluid and the flirting didn't make her any less gay. But saying something like that to Oz, especially when he had that look on his face, it didn't feel right. I just was like, you kind of said it. Like, sexuality is fluid, but you got the wrong message. Yeah. And, like, her own daughter, a Gen Zer, was like, (laughs) no, you have to be gay. You can't change your mind. Sexuality is fluid, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I... I kind of got the sense that it was like, ew, my mom, gross. You know, like, that part I can dismiss. But the whole... That's my takeaway, too, the just whole, the line, you can flirt with guys. It doesn't make you any less gay. Like, and, just and say the word saying, bisexual. Say it. Yeah, I dare you. yes. That's what I mean. Is like her daughter was, yes, aghast at her mom for like flirting in front of her. But I think also she was like a crisis of faith of like, if my mom flirts with Oz, is she gay? Is she still gay? Like, then I don't know anymore. Like, what is gay? What's great? What's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the, the joke is that everybody is gay. So it's like the Carry On series. It took them three books to oh my god to be brave enough to utter the word bisexual. Um, stop erasing us, god damn it! Yeah, and again, Bella Willow in our head canon is bisexual, and I think that that's fair. And I know that it was the '90s, and it was very much like you had to pick a team, and like be very proud of that team. And so I could understand Willow being like, you know, hey, 
I don't, I don't know, but her daughter, that kind of was disappointing to yeah. me. Like I thought that this was a moment for her to be like, oh, my mom always said my, like sexuality is fluid. Like I can see that, but I don't want her to be with Oz. Like that would have been different to me, but that's mm-hmm. not how it came off. It still felt, felt very like. The message could have been a little bit been more there. nuanced. Yeah. 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 And well, during and- this whole time, Oz has never found anyone to be with. Yeah. Just. Seems like he's still it- mooning over her. <laughs> <laughs> it just screams that the, the author just couldn't let yeah. Oz and Willow go. Which yeah. Is Which is like, it's kind of a given, like with any sort of like reboot of a franchise that, you know, the fan shipping is going to happen. And I know that people like Willow and Oz together. But I liked the co-parent, like that felt very authentic co-parenting that felt like they'd gotten to this place where they could have this like very beautiful partnership without, with it being platonic yeah, mm-hmm. and like not romantic in any way. And I get the nostalgia of the dance and all that stuff. And, but I think the like erasure of her being able to st- love any gender was disappointing. Speaking of parenting and parents, <laughs> if, if you'll allow me, I have a question. Of you'll allow quickly. Me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are your you thoughts on, on uh, Frankie's origins in terms of Frankie's other parents being the original essence of the Slayer Confusing. and basically being Anakin Skywalker? Like, what, Confusing. Just what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Confusing. People have a history with the show. See, I, Megan, you take this one. I I don't have the <laughs> I don't even really, to discuss this. I don't even really know what to say about it. When I read it, I was just like, oh, okay. okay. Um, I, and then I I've just had to move worse. on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've accepted worse A low bar, but that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. we Not as bad as Renesme or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, don't. Not even me. <laughs> I imprinted on your face. I just think that, like, Ranunculus. They, they did the original Slayer such a disservice in the show. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and now we're going to bring that up again and we're going to use her as, again, just a plot moving device. I don't know. It just. It. I I don't know what to say about it. They needed Frankie to be a slayer and they found a way to get there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, as someone who isn't even a fan, I, I thought I thought that explanation was um a stretch. Yeah, less than to be desired. Because I mean it is very like immaculate conception, Anakin Skywalker, you're created with the force. Like it's like that's that's okay. who your parent is. Like okay, I guess it, it serves the plot, but did she never? Did Frankie never ask her entire life who her dad was? Like, did no? Uh, they did. So they they said that. explained it that she had been told he was an, a sperm donor. At, oh, that's right, sperm donor. Because I was just like thinking, astronaut, I was like, yeah. I mean, obviously, her and Willow never really had like too deep of conversations as to like I chose I wanted to be a mother because when you go back and tell the real story, she was like, "Oh, you're a whoopsie baby," and Kennedy and I broke up because of you, and. La 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 la. Whereas the story she told Frankie growing up was, what 
I wanted to be a parent so bad that I went to a sperm bank and got this and decided to have you on my own. Cause I mean, that's obviously not true. So yeah. Well, and that's the story she told. So she basically lied to Frankie for like 15 years. And the fact that we kind of glossed over that felt weird. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, that would not have gone over well. If I were, no. if I were Frankie, like just to be like, Frankie okay, mom. Real. Yeah. You'd be like, I was and never wanted. Obviously they're close. <laughs> I was an accident. They're... Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I mean, also the fact that you all the stories. Yeah. And, and also the fact that you think your, your, your biological father is, is somebody. It'd be one thing to realize that what you're told is not the same person. It's a different person, but to say, oh, they don't exist at all. Like who you thought your father was. We actually was. don't know where you came there from. Is no, there is no father. It's like, what? Like That would mess with yeah. you so mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, like what if she had pushed, like, I would like to meet him and get to know him and get to know our family history. Like, it's it's very odd. I wonder yeah. what her 23 and me would look like. Oh. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, so then how does he even, from a science perspective, where are the other half of her genes from sure from the other slayer, but there's well, biology. Science they, even here. they even mentioned that she doesn't look like, what did she mention that the first slayer She's was not what, African? Yeah, yeah. That she, she essentially, so wouldn't she look like an exact copy of Willow? I mean, if she's not getting any genes from, the first slayer or the essence right that i mean she basically is a little willow uh minus the Uh, gayness minus yes we don't know yet give her some time (laughs) oh oh one of my notes that i wrote here is where is it give me a second i just i predicted very wrongly after chapter four, I was like, Frankie and Haley gonna fall in love. Eco nerd oh. plus goth nerd equals love. And <laughs> um, I was sorely mistaken. Yeah, can we talk about the lack of Gen can Z we, queerness? Can we talk about just like the new Scoobies? Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot to mention earlier when you asked what I like. I like Frankie as a character a lot. I, mm-hmm. I like yeah, her, yeah. her eco witch. And I. The, the kind yeah. of so uh, Frankie was the most likable, yeah, but like not really like as a parody, but like I kind of like the idea of her being, I guess, kind of a pacifist. Like she's vegan, she doesn't want to eat animals, and now she is a slayer. Like she's someone who went from not wanting to kill anything to that's your job now, you have to kill things, yeah. Um, but then yeah. we also talk about how we did like that was not really discussed a lot, like what the, the difficulty is transitioning, yeah. Or? yeah. Like well, I I mean, don't, if, it, I, if it's your calling, I mean, I think, isn't I that know. just kind of inherent in yeah, you now? You like, that's just your instinct. Sort of dialogue. This is yeah. a YA novel. We did not get enough internal tor- tor- the internal turmoil True. about True. this cognitive dissonance around what her new role was. And I'm glad we didn't like the book as much. No, I would have hated that. So if the author's listening to this, like, I'm glad you didn't do that. But like a little bit more, I think would have been a little bit more realistic. Um, I think we got it towards the end where she was like, no one really tells you that like as a slayer, it's a lot of loss 
like what that feels like to be the bearer of the burden like yeah the burden one girl in all the world yeah which like that that really actually stuck with me today after i finished the book uh was because that was one of the things buffy in the show kind of pondered a lot and i think like with all the the all the slayers everywhere oops all slayers um like obviously that burden was decreased right they had they had slayers everywhere they mm-hmm. said like they they traveled sunny sunny oh my gosh sunny 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 dale dale okay what the hell happened to my brain there um, we just witnessed I, a stroke i think so oh uh, <laughs> guys check out check in on me later today uh, I don't even know where I was going. Uh, oh, Sunnydale became the opposite of what it was for Buffy. Buffy hated it. She tried to escape multiple times, like throughout the series. Yeah. And then now it became a haven for these other slayers and was kind of like their vacation spot because Buffy had created this beautiful place and like she was able to leave and come back and help others in a much more socially emotional, positive place. And I just was like, I, I think that that was really interesting. She started, the author started to bring that in and I, and I did really like that. Um, I just wanted to give her that. I think that was good, but uh, maybe a little bit more would have been more realistic for a teenager. I think there was a lot of Frankie, like not addressing some stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe the second book, will kind of get into it a little bit more. Well, how um, many dates did this book take time, like take place over? She kind of got thrown into one thing after another. She didn't really have a lot of time to like, yeah, sit she didn't have time to process. Yeah. yeah, I think they said something like it's only been a few weeks at one point. And there were a lot like, of so, references. Someone put time on there. Where she was uh she was always admiring oh. Buffy's power and yeah. I think she always secretly wanted to be a slayer. So I think mm-hmm. that made the transition smoother because mm-hmm. it's something that she had kind of always wanted. Yeah. Kind of like Dawn. Mm, yeah. Like when Dawn, uh, the episode when Dawn thinks that she's a potential um, and the spell Mm. goes through her, she kind of gets excited. And I I saw the parallels of that in Frankie. Mm. Yeah. I think the next book might tackle a little bit more of the like windfall of becoming a slayer, you know, Mm -hmm. like the the negative aspect. Because I think that's right. I think that's fair to say that she focused a lot on like how cool it was and like learning her new powers and also a little bit of denial too about the fate of everybody else Mm -hmm. and being the first witch slayer Mm -hmm. combo yes um, yeah was awesome yeah that was cool to see her grow into those powers and like figure that out i wish we had a little bit more of it because it did feel Mm -hmm. kind of fast yeah i really enjoyed Uh, the training scenes yeah what did we think of yeah, I was gonna say. Jake. I was gonna say I liked Jake. I liked that I liked they Jake. mentioned Jordy is still a bitey little shit. Yes, that um, was great. <laughs> I thought what was his name? The Sage Demon. I thought he was unnecessary. Simon? No, what was his name? Um it was something not super common. It was Anyways. similar to Simon, but it wasn't Simon. But let's call him Simon. Uh, he, I didn't dislike him, but I thought he was unnecessary. And then also how everybody had to pair up. Everybody is like, ooh, I like mm-hmm. so-and-so, la-la-la. That's totally YA, and I get why it was done, but I also felt like that was unnecessary. 
At, at a certain point, I thought Jake had a crush on the half demon guy. Sigmund. Can we- yes, Sigmund. that's what yes. I wanted to talk about. At a certain point, yeah. I thought Jake I thought and Sigmund gonna were going to fall in love. Like, I'm not they were getting like does flirty it. and fun. Yeah, right. like, yeah. it, was, it's, it was almost an enemies to lovers situation. Yeah. Like I was rooting for that for sure. They gave us nothing. They queer baited us. Yeah. Yeah. On those two. And then queer shamed Willow. Bye. Bye shamed. Yeah. I will say again, you cannot separate queerness from the Buffy verse. That mm-hmm. is illegal. There was not enough gay. I agree. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. <laughs> what did you guys enough. think of Grimlock? Um <laughs> He's Angel. The hunter of Thrace. I, uh, he's Angel. Is what he yeah. is, and and mm-hmm. I want to know your guys. But you love Angel, on... apparently. Yeah, but you don't have to recreate every character. It's you know, <laughs> I I mean, ugh. I didn't see yeah. the appeal to him at all. You also um, don't like Angel, so well, <laughs> there's that. I I I wrote down boring ass Angel repeat with even less flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and the fact that like he's supposed to be so in love with this other slayer but yet he's like creepily watching because it's her Willow, or Frankie because it's her he's like a time traveler or some shit that's my theory oh. it's I it, the very last time end, travel end, end book, it's not impossible keep going I'm intrigued so at the very end of the book, when she's like, oh, you're Slayer. She didn't survive or whatever. What, you know, are you going to go try to find her? And he's like, she said, how far are you going? And he's like, it's not a question of distance, but when? And I'm like, yeah, because you're in love with this little bitch and you're from the future or something. And you're like together in the future. Uh, that is my theory. Huh. If that theory turns out to be true, I'll accept them a little more because, uh, well, my, I have two first reactions to Grimlock. The first one was his name I couldn't take seriously because I just thought of Transformers and anybody who's an 80s nerd <laughs> thinks so. uh, of the, 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 the T-Rex <laughs> uh, Transformer, me, Grimlock. And yeah, so every time I say Grimlock, I thought of that. But my other reaction was like, can we please stop with the teenage girl falling in love with an immortal bad boy? Like, who's, like, way too old for her. Like Except uh-huh. for Spike, right? Z? All of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> um, you can have just the one. Okay, he's grandfathered in. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, it's like, oh, my he's God, here we, here we go again. I hate this shit. Where she's, she's in, a- you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Frankie's 16, and this dude is... Hundreds years old, more like I like hate thousands. This thousands. thousands. Yeah, thousands. I hate this trope. But however, if the time traveler thing turns out to be true, and maybe that does he make it interesting. Where when she's an actual more adult. flavorsy, more spice. Okay, I mean, no, no, no. A little my, bit of spice. My theory is that the Slayer he's in love with is the original Slayer. Um, and oh, interesting. And that is because he is really old, and that's her dad, quote unquote. That that was my theory. That's that's the Slayer he's in love with. Why would he have like 
love vibes with Frankie then, if that's like it. Because she's the essence of... She has the essence of, yeah. I think there's, oh gosh, I wish I could remember now because there is a quote from him from the book talking about something like, oh yeah, you are her or you you have the essence of mm, the Slayer. Yeah, so that's, yeah. A, that's a good theory too. I like both of those. Um, the time travel one a little bit more. Than, Why yeah. not both? <laughs> you know because like part of part of me thought it was maybe vi was the slayer. i thought it was vi as well um and then i was like well who else like and then i was like maybe faith but then he didn't seem bothered when faith I'm, died but now that you've said the name um killing faith, <laughs> oh, faith off yeah. screen is disrespectful yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I highlighted that specifically to talk about with you. I was shook, and not I do not use size. that word <laughs> very often. <laughs> she deserved way better than that. I agree. I want. I was hoping that Faith would show up at some point. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe. I can't believe. Mm-hmm. And you know, they haven't confirmed if Buffy is alive or dead or whatever. But I having that at the beginning of the book, um, I think it was it was in like chapter two where they were like, oh, yeah, Buffy's dead. Uh, But on my recent most recent rewatch of the show, I also like really fell in love with Buffy and Willow's friendship. Uh, They were like always there for each other. And Willow's reaction to Buffy being dead was like nothing they were best Lost friends over. how was she not utterly devastated right well, did you say that she died twice in the show like yes but before. like <laughs> but they brought, her, brought back. her back yeah but, 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 but she loves her so now. much i just the the off-screen deaths of major players was yeah but rocking. i feel like because I I don't know. Part of me feels like it's going to be a lie. Like Oh, yeah. I think die. because they are in a different dimension, like the like the powers that be or whatever consider them all dead. And that's why Frankie has the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So when they like come back, I have a feeling that she's going to like unbecome a slayer or something. That's where no, I thought the book was going. Well, no, because Faith, yeah, Faith sta- stayed yeah. being a slayer yeah. after Buffy died and was reborn again. She didn't like lose her powers. That's true. Yeah. So I don't, I disagree with you on that one. Put my yeah, foot down. I did a main question of, how, of why Frankie got activated if we still have slayers alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of talked about it they, where they did, yeah. she might have just been it it was she she actually directly noticed it was like okay it didn't have to be all the slay because like the Sarah or I, I can't remember is this a, the majority of slayers have to die no that like because each the of right them are one. a different line the the right the slayer last one or her line so like because there's now I they never said how many slayers so let's say there's like fifty of them and there were fifty different lifelines that means fifty different potentials are out there. So her previous slayer in her line died. We don't know who that is. Does that I, make sense? 
That's how that, I read it. I can I feel that difficult to understand. Yeah. Because she I wasn't see them going born yet. That. Yeah. When Willow activated everybody, she was not born but yet. So all that made like, her. Well, it did make oh. her. So either it was like the previous one in the line and whoever that was, or there's 50 different lines. I don't know, but. It means what well, actually kind of made tell sense. Me under, to tell me understand. Okay, because yeah. Buffy, Buffy is the slayer, right? And then yeah. there, there's multiple potentials in case Buffy dies. And well, then so whenever, Buffy's already died before. Well, I'm saying, yeah, I know, okay, but whenever so the, whenever the current layer dies, a new okay. slayer rises out of yes. out of potentials. Mm-hmm. What what constitutes that slayer being activated versus the other ones? Th- that's what we're saying. The, we don't. The cosmic order. It, it, it just, it just, it just look at the draw. Okay, so I'm so you're losing me with the line because shouldn't they all be connected? Like, sh- shouldn't so, so that's what I, they didn't really specify if it's that they each created their own line now. So now there's like 50 different lines, or if they're all still part of the one line, but we don't know the order, we don't know if Vi was the last one. Or some unknown one that they found in the rubble, the four bodies. Does that make sense? Like, we don't know the order. It's not like we are like, oh, King Henry VIII and King Henry the Ninth. Like, we don't know the order. Yeah. So the right one in the right you order. You had to bring King Henry into this. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be triggering. I just King thought Henry of something. King Charles III. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Queen Elizabeth II. I don't know. I thought that was confusing. Um, oh, that made sense to me. I hope that's not what the real case is, because I mean, I could see them going with that, and it would kind of make sense. But I kind of hope it's because all slayers disappeared from this dimension, and so it started the line anew with the yeah. uh, essentially essence of the original slayer. I hope that's kind of what it is, but there was a reference that they made to where maybe the right slayer died, you know, insinuating that they do think it is still an order, which meh. Right. So yeah. if Frankie dies, someone else will be called. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any other questions? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my, okay, my, my biggest question of the book, out of the comments, but my biggest question is, did the show previously bring in actual figures from history? Because the big bad from this book is Elizabeth uh, Bathory, who was a person from history. So did the show do that? They brought in Dracula. Okay, I mean, that makes sense, pulling him, but like... They talked, I know Buffy in a class in college called out... Um, I forget his name, but the guy who was like drowned and beheaded and beaten. Uh, Spookson? Yes. I uh-huh, hate and, him. And, uh, called him out as a vampire in a class. And then she got. Okay. So there's a history of doing this. Professor. Okay. Then yeah. cool. And then, then I'm cool with it. Because uh, when I got to that point, honestly, that's when I felt like a fanfic to me because it reminded mm-hmm. me of a fanfic I did read, which is the James Potter series, which follows Harry's son. And in that series, the new headmaster of Hogwarts is Merlin, the wizard from King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, now you, I just feel like <laughs> you're very fanficy right here. So I thought, yeah. but anyhow, you know, if they've done the show, then I'll accept it. I mean, not to say that they didn't reference real life things in the show, 
But when they did mention that they would be best friends with BTS, it, you know, it just kind of reiterated the fan fickiness to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that moment they didn't, didn't stand do, out. like, they didn't do like Backstreet Boys or anything like that. Like they didn't really date the show in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, like they had bands, they had on cultural the show. references and all they the had pop cultural reference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I just don't remember it being as heavy handed then. I don't know. God, I, I think need it's to because the show it was again. before your time. So you're missing the references because you're such a Me? baby. Yeah. Get it out of here. Your head. Get out of here. No. <laughs> I just haven't watched the show 10 million times. Okay. Okay. If you rewatch the first episode, Cordelia asks Buffy a bunch of pop culture questions to make sure that she's cool. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's true. But outside of that, I mean, like the general. You fake fan. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Z. I watched Buffy before I even knew Z, okay? Wait, didn't they have real bands at the bronze? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think they'd bring ba- bands in to the show, but like not as, I don't know. It didn't feel like, oh, this week's guest is blah, blah, blah. Never yeah. mind. Sorry, Rico, continue. So about a third of the way in, and I'm curious if Z, this is what you think. Well, actually, Z, why don't you give your prediction of where you think I, it lost me a little bit? Um, The Instagram demon. Yes. Yes, so that 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 felt I, very monster. I hated that. Me, I hated which that. I mean is I feel like part of the course of the show and shows yeah, like this. That is, that's where all, it really did lost we all me. hate that. It sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I liked yeah. that they had multiple bads. That there wasn't just one big bad. There was the the yeah. uh, insta or the Socorro demon. Then there was the hunter of Thrace. Then there was the countess that, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, their stories kind of weaved in and out and did whatever. It was just like but the there show. Wasn't... There's the monster of yeah. the week. And then there's the overarching series. Yes. Like season big bad. Yeah. So I liked that. I didn't necessarily, I mean, it was very like Gen Z let's make this hip kind of thing with the Insta demon. But I did like that they had the multiples and that this, it allowed the story to grow. I just didn't like that it, it felt like this is the next episode in the series. Okay, let's get through this and let's get back onto the main story. Yeah, it was I just like a let's get through this part so that we can get back to the real plot kind of yeah. situation for me as well. I just kind of didn't get the monster, like how I don't know. I just thought it was kind of lame. I didn't really think it about it a whole lot. It's like let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I felt like I was just trying to get through it. Like okay. Like the the skin peeling and stuff, like yeah, I felt kind of Buffy-ish, but like how we got Instagram to drain them somehow felt very like very much of a stretch. Anyway, back to I just wanted to say really fast that yeah, to prove that pop culture was a huge part of the series. <laughs> Like I was just you saying, know, it didn't feel as heavy-handed. That's all I said. It felt Britney more Spears was up for the role of Glory. Did you know that? I, I did not I did know that. that actually. Isn't that? Yeah, amazing? I totally knew that. I that is very interesting. Anyway, that's my fun fact. <laughs> fun facts. I don't know. Maybe it didn't feel as heavy-handed because those references made more sense at the time. I don't know. It was the I think 90s. BTS. I don't it know. Was it was the, the 90s. 90s. <laughs> I think one of my favorite, I'll go back to a not gripe. 
one of my favorite parts was the uh, demon locator spell scene Mm -hmm. i guess i'll call it because Mm -hmm. that is like that is a spell that they do in the show over and over again and Mm -hmm. it's just like such a nostalgia thing and for willow to like do it with her daughter i was like oh my god this is so cute i loved it and Mm -hmm. it gave way to reference tara i'm surprised you didn't mention anya because they also did locator spells together um (laughs) i guess the anya erasure was not okay it was yeah i love her and she was not mentioned at all she deserved a mention for sure I'm sorry. Bella. She's so funny. I'm re-watching the show and I'm at the point where she's it's season five and she's on her whole like she's human and she's like, you know, I realized something. I'm more than just human. And you're like, okay. She's like, I'm an American. And America is all <laughs> about capitalism. <laughs> just like I love her like little truths that are amazing societal commentary and it's just wonderful and i miss that part of the she of she the says show. what she's thinking and emma she caulfield plays her so beautifully so beautifully and i i miss her so i forgot she died that's how much i miss her because i just i rewrote that in my brain i was like, no she came back she came back that didn't that didn't stick either they always brought buffy back why not anya Okay, but why do you think the Slayers are gone slash not gone? Like, why did Vi run away? Oh, I don't know. That was something. Confusing, yeah. For, like, the first half of the book, I was going with my theory that they were in another dimension. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved the little reference to the world that is only made up of shrimp. Shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) That made me smile. Um, But... I was going with that for a while, but then Vi being like weird about it, it it confused me. And yeah, I like also the like take care of Haley for me. It was like, wait, so now you're leaving? We've spent the whole book trying to find you. Mm hmm. And no, there were like several cliffhangers, not just one. Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of stuff not solved, which was surprising to me. I think my first thought was maybe like they have to hide to draw out who did the bomb, but that that doesn't really feel strong enough to me. I feel like it's something different and I just can't really, I don't know. I don't have any strong theories. Yeah. I did not like the cliffhanger because I wanted to solve the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't any real, like, satisfaction at the end. No. It felt very lame. Like, okay, you <laughs> chopped all the you chopped all the body parts up, but they're still kind of alive, so she's not even dead. Well, but you can't, and then you don't know. You can't be killed. I, I well, knew but that I don't this was how that. it was going to go. And the fact that they but didn't Glory make any die. reference to um, the, the guy that they put in the box that mm-hmm. drew got for her birthday remember they assembled yeah. the judge i think his the name bazooka was? guy the, yes. yeah the judge mm. the rocket like, launcher yeah that's what it was i thought that they were gonna do the thing i thought they were gonna mention that but they didn't mention that at all mm-hmm. and that was confusing that's all i thought about the whole time so it was kind of like re-playing with that plot basically mm-hmm. 
Well, and like Glory could be killed. So there has to be a way to kill the Duchess. Like no one's truly Countess. invincible. Countess. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the Duchess? But then she's not like a sure. real oh. vampire. <laughs> You know, no, like, which was super interesting because she can we even talk about yeah. virgins for a moment. <laughs> well, hold on. I wait. I want to stay on Megan's thing for just one more second because even the Countess had said, like the day of my death and that mysterious illness. Mm-hmm. What? What? She's not. I mean, she. She's not a true she, vampire. But what is it? Came undead because she was so evil and drank so much blood in her life. But she's like a vampire-ish, and she can turn people into yeah. vampires, right? Because that's how she created her little army, and they're normal vampires. But she's not. What? That it gives me American Horror Story coven vibes of um, Madame Larue. Okay. You know how she's still alive with her head it didn't give mm-hmm. you american horror story hotel the countess vibes <laughs> no i didn't because lady I watched gaga one series is... and one series only lady gaga Get is a vampire in that i didn't watch she was that so one good i could only series. handle the coven one. Oh my god wait you haven't seen I'm the a other scaredy seasons? cat i'm a scaredy oh, cat Bella. american horror story coven scared me enough i no. Ryan Murphy. Do you watch Apocalypse? Because it's a continuation no! of Coven. No, I w- wanted to, but I you have no idea how emotionally distressed I was after Coven. But Ryan Murphy so writes my nightmares. So no, I did not watch it. And Ryan Murphy, stop making shows. I don't like wow. it. Scare me. The last season I watched don't was listen. Apocalypse, and it was very good. Cool. Um, anyway, yeah, I, the whole time I was reading this book, I pictured the Countess as the Countess from Hotel. Um, nice. So that was nice for me. Okay, but so I, I was confused virgin. on her lore and the fact that just because she only drinks virgin blood, she's able to live in the sunlight. Like Spike well, did so much research on how to live in the sunlight when he was going mm-hmm. for the Gem of Amara. Like how could he not have stumbled upon this? Like the Gem of Amara was a myth until it wasn't. And this seems like a myth that, you know, was never, ever mentioned or found I in, think the, it, in the series. Like that's just I think this, much for me. I, I think it has to do with her weird, mysterious illness and how she became a vampire. I think it was a weak, half-assed theory that they had that they just ran with and they have no actual evidence to support it. They're just like, oh yeah, she does this and no one else ever did. So that must be it. Okay, let's go with that. Whereas, no, there's so many other things that could more clearly explain it as to like, she's not a real vampire. She also does all these other things that are not like, you know, like, I'm sorry, but just drinking the blood of someone who's not had sex is not going to make you magically immortal. Yeah, and I know that Frankie mentions it, like, for a second about how the term virgin is just, like, made up to make young people a commodity or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really exist, but then they just, like, keep going with it. They just glossed Mm -hmm. over it, like, here's here's your woke Gen Z quote, but we're not going to really go with it. Exactly. We need this for the plot. Mm -hmm. I agree. to just gloss over the history like calling like that she murdered her servants not 
not mm-hmm. saying anything specific, just glossing over racism and slavery. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can't leave it at that. Someone else say something. <laughs> okay, it sounds like we're done talking about the book. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think let's, that's safe to say. Let's, just, let's get to our, our, our final thoughts on it. Uh, currently on Goodreads, it's rated a 3.91 out of 1,867 ratings. So not too bad. Would you, final thoughts, would you say this book is shit or the shit? Yay or nay? Is this Can your I new rating between? metric? This is it. This is it. Can I say it's the? <laughs> it's the? It's the? <laughs> it's, it's the. I don't, I don't think it's shit, and I don't think it's the shit. I think it's the. I think it's... Would you I think recommend it, is, it to people, yes or no? Sure. If you're a Buffy fan, and and it, it was an easy read. It was. A, I would say that. Mm-hmm. It is an easy read. So that's the eight. With what you said, I give it like a three out of five. Um, any Buffy fan would enjoy it, but they will like have some issues, uh, specifically mm-hmm. with what goes on with Willow and Oz. I think I concur with this group, um, and it was a very easy read. I remember I was listening to the audiobook. It said I had eight hours left in the audiobook at like ten a.m. this morning, which for those of you who do math. Math puts me at like six o'clock, which is like an hour before we were supposed to meet. So I put down the audiobook and I picked up my Kindle and I finished at 5 p.m., but took a two hour break to take a midterm. We get it. You read. Oh, I was fine. <laughs> it's a very easy read. God, humble brag over here. Yeah. But it is a really easy read. I just read it. It is. It is a really easy read. Yeah. It honestly could have been just a little longer for me because there could have been a little more in there to flesh out some of the things that were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I just feel like Buffy usually wraps up a big bad in a season. And so and like there were monsters of the week. So I was kind of expecting, you know, a season arc. So we were going to get to the solving. But clearly with the pacing, I was like, I'm 80 percent of the way through. We're not done with this big bad yet so what's happening and i was like oh maybe it's gonna be like classic 30 minute tv show that like the end now we're gonna really focus on destroying the big bad and then there was a cliffhanger so i don't know i would i want to read the next book i want to know what happens but yeah this is definitely a fan fiction book in my opinion um very well Mm -hmm. written but someone's very specific fan fiction that I don't necessarily agree with at all times, but I'm glad I read it and it was fun. And yeah, if you're a Buffy fan, why not? So, so as a non-Buffy fan, Rico, what's your reading? Oh, I thought it was a shit. Yeah, I think I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> okay. It's a super easy read. It is fun. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're coming in and not really knowing things really as the, as they were in the show. Um, I was able to pick it up pretty easily and enjoy these new characters, enjoy the references. I, I, I think this is a good entry point to the Buffyverse. And it honestly did make me kind of want to go back and watch some of the show. I don't know if mm-hmm. I could commit to seven seasons of 20 plus episodes. Um, but maybe I'll ask you three for like the best, the best episodes and watch some of those. Once more with feelings. Once more my with goal feelings. was. I already watched one. I said that earlier. Yeah, my goal was to learn one of the songs and to sing them, to sing it, 
on this podcast, but I did not. So. <laughs> Name Cabo a song. Rasa is another good one. Okay, well, I'll get that list from you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is a list. I want a new man where Giles turns into a demon. Hush. Okay, hush is good. Oh, I thought, like I thought you were calling Zeta Hush. Who, so. <laughs> oh, no, that episode. I was like, wow. Harsh. No, okay, but okay, okay, but if you're gonna watch watch Hush, you need to know it's actually a very scary episode. It's coming from Bella, that is. means nothing. No, it is. I think it is. It is no sound. Okay, that's what makes it a beautiful work. Of it's art. the silence. It from is Doctor beautiful. Who. It is. Yeah, I know. You've told me about this. Yeah, it's beautiful, it's but it was terrifying. genuinely terrifying, and I was not prepared. And then Z made me rewatch it. And I was like, this is the one episode I skip. And they were like, you can't skip it. It's the best one. And then I watched it again and I was re-promised. Okay. Z, why are we friends again? Thank, thank you for the warning. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know why Z and I are friends. For, for any existing fans or new fans who want to continue on or jump in, uh, this is a potential starting point. But there are a couple that have all come out in just the last few years. Like, in the last four years, there's been a boom of new Buffy stuff that are all brand new, essentially. Z, you mentioned the continuation comic book series, which is now, whatever, old. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read off a list of stuff that's coming out or has come out that may be of interest to people. This book we just finished is the first in the trilogy. The next book is coming out next year, and it is called One Girl in All the World. So uh, that one's coming out soon. Z, you mentioned that there is a new ish Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic that came out in 2019 which was an al- a rebooted alternate version of the original TV series that ended this year and led to another brand new rebooted comic book series which is called The Vampire Slayer no Buffy just The Vampire Slayer where Buffy loses her powers and now Willow is the new Slayer mm-hmm. so those are two comic books that you can jump into if you like there is also a duology called Slayer by Kirsten White, which follows a brand new Slayer after Buffy. Uh, there is a Spike prequel that came out, or I think it's coming out later this year, called Bloody Fool for Love. So all you Spike fans, there you go. And then um, there's also a book called Big Bad by Lily Anderson, which is an alternate universe where villains rule Demon Dale. And must protect it from the new big bad in town, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What the so hell? Buffy is the villain in this book because it's told from the villain's perspectives. It almost sounds like to me that when I read that synopsis that it was the um, when the master took over and the master actually won Sunnydale, right? And then like Willow and Xander were vampires. It kind of reminds oh, me of yes, that. that alternative universe. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it's, it, I think I'm it's almost gay. along those lines, but different. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, so good. I think it's along those lines, but. Interesting. I'm definitely going to check out Bloody Fool for Love. I did not know that that was the thing. Yeah. Uh, Rico mentioned that to me the other day and I was like, oh, I don't think Z knew about this. <laughs> this They're going to love it. It's literally, <laughs> I have it open in another tab. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the big bad, uh, but one where the villains are the good guys, kind of, I found out about it somewhat recently, and I was kind of bummed that I didn't know about it ahead of time, because I probably would have suggested that one instead of this one, just because yeah. it's more adult. That one isn't YA, that's that's more adult. Yeah. I'm down um, for another but, one. 
I'll come back. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm All right. All right, I'm cool with that, too. We could just become a little Buffy podcast here. Gives me an excuse to keep rewatching the show and, re- and read the rest of the comments. So I'm mad about it. You guys keep, let that marinade. You too, let that marinade. Um, all right, well, I think we can move on then from the book. And as we always do, we'll wrap up shit we're reading next. We just kind of said some books we're going to be reading. Obviously, Z's checking out that uh, uh, Spike series. Megan, are you reading anything next? Um, you know, I don't have anything queued up next on my Audible because I've kind, kind of been obsessed with podcasts lately, including this one. Um, so uh, I'm caught up on the Adventure Zone, and so I've been listening to their new episodes lately. Cool. See, adding adding anything else to your read next pile. Um, I just went to Powell's on a trip and I found <gasps> this yes. book, Undead TV, which is a collection of essays about a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it was published in like 2007, like after oh, wow. the show had just ended, and it uses phrases like the interwebs and. <laughs> it's, it's like outdated in like the most beautiful way um, and I, I only just started it and uh, I would love to let Megan or Bella or whomstever borrow it um, mm-hmm. if are interested and that's what I'll be reading next excellent I know it's spooky season you're busy this month so I'm not surprised to hear not as many books to be fair you got it <laughs> Hey, no, they gotta focus on their. Costumes. I know, I know. I, I believe me. Yeah, I know. I've, I've already heard about the costume list. We really should be asking, what are you wearing next? Um, <laughs> that's a more, that's a more detailed answer. Let me tell you. Um, uh, what am I reading next? Oh God. Um, actually, I'm really excited. There's a book I'm reading for my other book club, and it's called The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman, and I'm excited. I, I sent it to Rico. Um, by accident, without context, I guess, or he didn't see my context. It was my fault. And he was like, oh, I just thought it was a cool series you were sharing with me. I didn't know you were reading it with other people. It's like I cheated on him and our friendship. Like, excuse me. A murder mystery book. Just You're allowed to read with other friends. I just thought you were sharing with me because we were friends and I realized you weren't just sharing with me. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Well, I was going to tell you about it anyways, but my way of telling you about it It's fine. Go read it with your other friends who are better so cool. Wow. They're awesome. I love my other book club. We read the most (laughs) random things, but the the person who picked this book was like, oh, I know we're not doing like an October meeting. We're doing a November meeting, but can I still pick something spooky? And I was like, yes. Please, I need more spooky in my life. I feel like I get really overwhelmed picking books. And so I tend to sit in one genre for a while. And lately it's been historical romance or like queer romance, which nothing wrong with that. But like now I'm ready to I'm like, okay, I think I've read like 50 books in the last three months. So in that in those genres specifically. So somebody please, please take me down another road. Speaking Uh, of historical queer dramas. What? Tell me. You should be watching I'm... the Interview with the Vampire TV show. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited. You have. I thought about it today because doing Buffy and stuff. I was like, I need I need to do this, but um, I I had to read the book, so um, I will be watching it tomorrow. Let me tell you. 
I have been. I, I will have thoughts in sure. anticipation of this for years. It's been talked about for so long, and the fact that it is finally happening, and that it's actually good, and it's actually. Gay. I was worried about that for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm I'm living and I'm dying at the same time. Yeah, yes. one could say you are undead. Ugh, fucking out there for <laughs> a shit. All right. <laughs> Another thing that's a. Uh, on my nightstand, but I don't know when I'll get to it, is the final girl support group, um, which no. I've heard mixed reviews on, um, uh-huh. but, I, but I, yes. am uh-huh. I've heard too. in it. Uh-huh. I'm very curious. <laughs> I'm going to give it thoughts. a shot. I'm very you curious both read thoughts. It? No, I've just heard bad things. Yeah. And Rico and I heard bad things from yeah. the same people. Yeah. I so. just, I want you to be aware that it is a book written by a man about women mm, about women so just just in horror movies which are particularly problematic for that gender but i hope you love it <laughs> i can't read this so i can't say i read another book by them the southern yeah. Van- the southern book club vampire whatever yeah, yeah. i wanted to read I like that, that one too i like that one but whatever i just really quickly just because i didn't answer it because it is october and spooky season i'm going through a bunch of spooky horror books including interview with the vampire that's probably like two books away and then i'll i'll get to the show have you ever oh, yeah. read it before i've never read it before no so wow. i'm getting to that for the first time and then i'm also reading a book by the same author as finals uh girl support club um which is my best friend's exorcism which also got adapted into a movie that's oh isn't on it on hulu Prime, i believe Prime? Okay. Um, I did just see that. But I'll be watching that as well. So, Yeah, maybe we'll do a, a movie watch together on that one because that seems yeah. interesting. I'm down. I'd be down. I am Even though The Exorcist scarred me for life. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally to reread Interview with the Vampire because of the new series, even though they're not super. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They take a lot of liberties in the show, but I like what they Ooh. chose to do. Um, that's I do have, I have it on cassette, <laughs> so I might like to go back and listen to my interview cassette tapes. <laughs> Anyhow, on that wonderful note, uh, we're we're gonna close. So let us know your thoughts on the book if you've decided to read it on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok uh, at Shit We've Read. So catch us for our next episode, Blood Like Magic by Lizelle Sands Sambury with our returning guest host, Jessely Windhouse, for my birthday episode, Sagittarius season. So come check it out. Um, It seems really exciting and interesting. So hunting that down soon. Uh, Support your local bookstore and check it out there. Uh, I don't know how to close it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I don't know why I'm not a closer, you guys. All right, well, thanks for listening and tune in next month for Blood Like Magic and perhaps another After Dark episode. So stay tuned and have a very spooky October, y'all. Bye. 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 Shit We've Read is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, and Bella Romero, with music by Joshua Chilton and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion on this and all other books we've read, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bilo Network. 
Visit bilonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Grr, arg.